minute, crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. Uh, episode 107. Wow. The Daily Talk Show. Well done. And that deep voice you can hear is our special guest today, Peter Shepherd. It's me. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yo, you know, I, um, we emailed, how long ago was it now? Three weeks, maybe? Three weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, it seems like it was Three under four a weeks? month. Do you yeah. know how many people Josh has got the, I met him on the internet story yeah. with? Okay, that's it's, good. It's nearly all of his friends. It's even Josh and I, pretty much. <laughs> I reckon. I dropped you an inbox. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Say, jumped, hey, mate, jumped you want to catch up? He slid into his slid, DMs. That's the word. You see, how uncool am I? What did I say? You're so close, yeah, man. You're I just, so close. You went into Almost. my DMs. It sounds like you... You yeah, opened anyway. the application and found me on the DM. But anyway, no, so I, I thought it was really cool because I remember I was, um, I was on Facebook scrolling past. I saw Seth Godin and I'd never seen him with a get in his classic setup where he's got his books yeah. behind and all that sort of thing mm, yeah. and there was some other dude and he had uh, similar glasses to what I used to have I was like oh what's, go- what's going on who's here this guy? I think he who's, is, it, who's yeah. this guy who's this guy give it a bit of a click yeah Aussie accent Ooh. and I was like what's going on it was it was uh, Peter Shepherd and so anyway so you were you were on it was like his live stream yeah type yeah. of thing Seth does a like a Facebook live I think couple times a month mm-hmm. um and i was lucky enough to be in new york at the time and um doing some work with his alt mba with the with the alt mba crew and mm-hmm. they teed me up to um to go on and to to play a part in basically listening to some of seth's wisdom which was uh which was really cool mm. um really yeah, cool to nice. well josh has um also slid into someone else's dms well i i tend to email seth like every single time i've had something big in my life yeah First person I email because he writes. He's actually the most reliable person on email, Seth Godin. Yeah, he literally. It is crazy for a dude. He replies at yeah. his yeah. level yeah. to be replying every single. Like I remember listening to um, the Icarus Deception. Is it anyway, yeah. Icarus? What, what's the, the Icarus? Whatever it is. Anyway, I was listening to his book, yeah. audio form, and that was the day that I uh, I quit my job at the radio station. Mm. Oh. I wonder how many times he gets that where it's just <laughs> yeah. like it's almost like oh. Cool man, good luck. Like well, the funny don't thing, don't blame is, me. Yeah, exactly. Josh and I, um, I've done that too, and yeah. we literally read out Josh's email that he sent to Seth about quitting, and then I read out the one I sent to Lewis Howes, really? you know that dude, yeah. years ago. All very similar, really. <laughs> so it's almost a templated email. That I love that. That's the first thing you do is like, I'm going to email my hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you got to, <laughs> got to jump into the dams. But no, I asked Seth, uh, how would you describe? Peter Shepard, and he says, you really? Peter's the real deal, the sort of person you'd want to be in, a, uh, in the boat if you were going on a long swim in uncharted waters. <laughs> Is that serious? That's serious. Dude, that's, that's a, that's I, a, I couldn't believe that's that he wrote hilarious. back. He that's wrote hilarious. back. I sent that, I sent that email um, on Thursday at 9.23 p.m. He wrote back at 9.26 p.m. <laughs> took him three minutes. He three was like, he's like... I'm, I'm definitely going to have something to say about Peter. That's and crazy. Josh had emailed him two weeks ago and he didn't reply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tell me about Tommy. <laughs> and he just <laughs> <seemed> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Never message me again. No, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty fascinating. That's pretty, that's pretty sick to have uh, someone like Seth who is respected, you know, and is, is yeah, so well respected within marketing and within business. Yeah. Um, to have have those words from him yeah. about you. Yeah, I might get you to screenshot that. <laughs> Definitely that. Print, print it out and put it up a word. Is, I mean, is that a big deal for you? Like, yeah. what's your relationship with Seth? Uh, so I work 
as part of the alt MBA, which is his, but um, he's built it up to a point where he's um, essentially empowered a team to run it for him. Mm-hmm. So my relationship with him is I've met him a couple of times, um, but don't deal with him directly that much. Yeah. Uh, instead, dealing with Kelly Wood is the mm-hmm. name of the um, of the lady who runs the coaching fraternity that is, or the coaching brigade, if you like, that is um, within Alt MBA. And so she deals with Seth a lot directly, but I don't, I don't actually deal with him that much. And so. did you do the Alt NBA? Yeah. I, yeah, I, so. I gather that. I, I was watching you talking about it. Yeah. You were mentioning your brother was doing yeah, yeah. his so real MBA. Yeah. So I did it or in- Or the traditional MBA, I should yeah, say. Yeah. So I was doing it, I think it was May last year. I had a, like a quarter life crisis moment as you do when you're 27 at the time. But um, did you email Seth? No. <laughs> no <laughs> Instead, well. I just applied to his alt MBA. It was like, he'll fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I took five weeks off my job. So it's a four week workshop. Took five weeks off my job, moved back down home to Ocean Grove. Mum and dad were away. So I was like at the beach on my own um, and just kind of immersed myself. Just listening in to thing. emo music <laughs> as you're on the beach. In the dark. Like, yeah. There were no lights on, <laughs> candles. Yeah. That was me and for five what, weeks. What was, it, what was alt MBA like? How do you describe it? Uh, it's a good question. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. It's, like, it's unlike any other learning experience I've had, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all online. There's 100 leaders from right around the world that all sort of work together and sprint essentially for four weeks. Um, and you deliver 13 projects over those four weeks. So it's like high intensity, highly collaborative learning um, with no grades, no teachers, no like instruction on this is exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, there's coaches and guides along the way which is kind of completely different and kind of crazy, but it just works. Mm. Is um, there a fail or pass or no, is it? Okay, so no. that's... So there's no grades. You, I mean, yeah. you do the work. Yeah. Otherwise... Tommy's loving this idea because he's like... Oh, he, he didn't, he didn't even finish high school class. I get about having to fucking get 90%. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist. Jeez. Yeah. And so is this something that you literally have to have nothing on nah, to do it? Yeah. Uh, if, so, you, if you're doing it for five weeks. So when I did it, I think... Well, there are people that do it full-time. In fact, most people do it full-time. I was the exception of the rule because I had a quarter-life crisis. But also when I did it a year ago, there was no Australian time zone. So it's designed to be like 6 p.m. in New York or 6 p.m. in San Francisco mm. so that you can do it after work yeah, sure. three times a do week. You, do you mean that people generally do it part-time or most people full-time? So it's full-time work, full-time study. It's like uh, it's a okay. month regardless. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. So usually people work full-time mm-hmm. and then like, yeah, between 6 p.m. and kind of midnight. Okay, so it's catered to, to the U.S. Yes. People, yeah, yeah, and so oh, I did it, and it was like you know two a.m. So I was like, well, I'm not going to go to work the next day, am I? So I took the week, the, the month off, and since then we've got a, we've now got an Australian time zone, so it's based in Sydney time or Sydney time, which mm-hmm. is Melbourne time, um, yeah. And so it's yeah, six p.m. on a Wednesday, six p.m. on a Friday, and then all day Sunday. What projects did you do? Uh, so there's thirteen, and they they change a little bit every time, but they more or less stay the same, and we don't necessarily release the curriculum Mm -hmm. which is very deliberate um for a few reasons so seth sort of talks about that if you read the curriculum you'd probably look at it and go oh yeah i get it i don't need Mm -hmm. to do that yeah but it's like the process of going through that in the pressure cooker getting feedback off your peers and then reflecting on that so there's like a three-stage process i guess you do the project you get feedback from your peers and then you sort of write a reflection script which is here's what i learned or here's what i changed my mind about based Mm -hmm. on the feedback and you do that three times within a week Mm-hmm. Um, over four weeks so the projects are many and varied from videos to like writing a blog post kind of thing and putting an assertion out there um, and they they are kind of general enough that everybody approaches it in a little bit of a different way mm-hmm. which is quite cool and MBA what's the what's the real difference I've got some friends doing the MBA and they they're MBA and they're yeah. seeming stressed and yeah. over it because yeah. the length what is it two yeah. two years a couple of years I think yeah and I think uh 
So uh, there was a, a student we had recently who described he was doing the MBA and the alt MBA at the same time, and he was saying, "All right, smarty yeah, pants." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, mate, and you're working full time now, just showing off." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, he was saying the MBA he feels like he's preparing him for like the business world of yesterday, mm. whereas the alt MBA is like, "Let's get real, let's do this in a month, and let's prepare you for the world of now," which is you know the gig economy and this idea that anyone can do anything if you really want to. You just got. Yeah. Hustle mm. and work at it. What's well, I mean for for me, I got paid very little to do essentially the amount of content Josh and I are doing, and we do it for free. And so the driver for me at that point was uh, sure money, but and an opportunity. But now it's like we've created this opportunity. And Josh mm. and I always talk about like what was the thing you said the other day about um, the break? The, oh yeah, <laughs> the big break. Uh, I think it's. Um what we were talking about was having getting the big break or whatever. And what I was saying is like, this is, you know, it was, it was sort of making sure that we're both aligned on what we're doing. And what I said is like, this yeah. is the big break. Like this is the thing that we're doing mm. and we're at the start of that, yeah. but we're not waiting. And I guess it's sort of Seth's mentality around, he talks about him, poke the box, which is don't wait to be picked. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so that's, that's something that I really believe in, which is we're not creating this podcast. So we get a radio show. Yeah. We're not doing YouTube videos yeah. to get on TV. This is the thing. This yeah. is the platform. And we're, we want to own it all. Yeah. We don't. We're not. Get, we don't want. Not that we've got like venture capitalists knocking <laughs> at the door. Yeah, the yeah, door's yeah, one right. around the corner. The daily talk show. Anyway, we've got high that's security. What Peter is, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. He's, about to, he's going to give an offer I'll by just the end of it. See myself out. Yeah. We actually <laughs> did see. We did see an article where it said something like the. Um, uh, the growth of podcasting over the next five years was going to be like in Australia was going to be 150 million dollars. And Tommy wow. and I said, like, well, that's that's our salary. What about everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> 75 each. We'll take yeah, exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just on that point, though, I, I, I seem to recall. I think you talked about it with maybe it was with Hamish, mm. which was like doing things for the sake of doing them because you enjoy it and you want to own it, but yeah. also not being so attached to it that you. Like you can be open enough to see where it ends up. Like yeah, there might be something down the track that you had to go through 150 episodes of a mm. podcast to get to Absolutely. to see that opportunity. I yeah. thought that was a really really cool point. I think yeah, it- I mean that's a reoccurring theme on quite a few now, and I find it almost it, when I'm in a state of feeling a bit frustrated with where I'm at, that's a really hard thing to swallow. Mm. Thinking, you're telling me this is not it, yeah. and this hurts. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's like this. Like this, yeah, this alternate world that you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. and it really a, puts me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's the thing of the thing that we think that we. I think we're really bad, maybe at working out what we want. Mm. Um, it's scary, I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it's it's like I think it's it's that classic case of people say they want to be they come out of film school and they yeah. say they want to make a Hollywood film. Yeah. Where it's like. What is the actual, for me, it's about like falling in love with the process. Like yeah. you actually have to enjoy doing yeah. the thing. And for me, it's also about the default thinking and what we're actually like that default thinking of Hollywood or even like with Tommy and my new business, it's like the default thinking is that we need an office and we need all this sort of yes. stuff. And it's like, actually, yeah, like if, if, if our, if our, uh, uh, advantage is that we are nimble yeah. why would we go and spend money on this or have yeah. have that yeah it's like we're so conditioned to behave and act in a, and think in a certain way mm. yeah. you mentioned quarter quarter life crisis how old are you 28 28 yeah um same as yeah, i think no i think yeah. it's like we're all in the middle i'm 27 mate you're... i offended someone so much when i was like oh you're 
quarter life crisis or so I said something and it was like saying that they were older than it were like oh halfway midlife. yeah midlife crisis <laughs> meaning like, you're dead in another 40 <laughs> years or something but she was only 30 or something anyway just completely ruined her life what yeah. does that look like for you I mean what a, what happened in your world a, at a the quarter, time quarter life crisis time. yeah so I, I as I said I did the alt MBA took some time off uh, and in going through the process and whether it was the alt MBA combined I think it was obviously combined with the fact that I had a lot of time to think and to just reflect on uh, a lot of the stuff that we just talked about around, you know, what is it that I want to work towards? What is it that I want to achieve? Um, I was in a quite a well-paying job in quite a well-established company um, as part of the, the Qantas group, mm-hmm. um, doing some good work, but it was like there was something missing for me and I was like, what is it? What is it? What is what, it? What, what, what sort of role was it? Thing? What were you doing? I was doing like, uh, I was like head of client um, engagement for mm-hmm. a project that we're working on. So we're doing like a business transformation project, which was bringing in a new software and it was like a tech-based kind of project, which I thought was really cool uh, at the time. And it was, and I got to liaise with a bunch of clients and fly around Australia and do all that. And, you know, from looking on the outside in, you might say, that's a good job. You know, this mm. guy's doing quite well. He's only 27 and he's doing this and this and that. But uh, for me, it was like, it was never the end. It was never the thing that I wanted to be doing. And so what I began to sort of work out was uh, like, or think about was what am I working towards? And if there is something that I'm working towards, which for me ultimately came down to being able to own my own time, being able to work for myself and to pick projects and people that I want to work with um, by my own choice, not yeah. because I've been, they've been forced upon me. So then it was like, okay, well, what does that look like? And, and why, what are you waiting for in order to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and then over the last 12 months, I've sort of been unpacking that to, to get to where I am now. And does it feel like you're getting closer towards that? Like actually putting that process into play, does yeah. that get you there yeah i think so uh i think i would now so i I am now you know the the master of my own universe in that i have my own business Mm. um which is human periscope or periscope coaching um and is something that i have focused on solely full-time for sort of the last couple of months three months in particular prior to that it was like a side project and i had another job so i left that job that i was talking about went and helped a guy at a startup um, as a contractor and helped him build this kind of startup up and thought maybe the startup life's for me uh, and then quickly realized that no, it wasn't um, <laughs> because again, I was working for someone else, the founders, and, yeah. and we just weren't quite aligning in where I want to spend my time and where he wants to spend his time. And, um, and also I had the old MBA work I was also doing as a coach and then I was coaching people on the side as well as part of um, kind of a natural uh, thing that kind of happened. So I had like three jobs essentially. Um, and so part of me working out, well, the one thing that I want to do is be able to own my own time. So I need to let one or two of these go. Mm. And the one was working for someone else, which was the, the startup at the time, but totally amicable when we shook hands and we still speak regularly. So, um, and what, what's the thought process? Like what, what were the number one fears to making that jump? I think the number one fear is, uh, it comes down to something that I like to speak about a lot. And I think you guys have spoken about is imposter syndrome of like, mm. well, who am I to start my own business? Who am I to pick the clients that I want to work with and how the hell am I going to make that happen? Like that story that we start to tell ourselves and the, the defaults that you talked about um, of, but you're meant to have a career, you're meant to have a steady income, you're meant to work and work and work, you know, get married, have kids, yeah. you know, live that dream. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. So uh, the fear cam- comes from, well, how do I make this work on my own? Yeah. Because no one's going to help me responsible except for myself. Mm. Yeah. And it's, and it's that thing as well of identifying whether the thing that we want now is what we want or whether it's a trend, yeah. you know, like yeah. there's probably like 
startup land has sort of fallen into that trap now where yeah. like having a startup is an accessory. Yeah. What was, what was the process in identifying, is this actually what I really want or is this the thing that the world is telling me that I want? Yeah, it's a great question. I, uh, I think the, the way that I unpacked that for me was it was looking at my relationship to money, to be honest. So mm-hmm. it was um, I could stay involved in a startup, get some equity, have a salary, and potentially, you know, if the story that you tell yourself is the startup goes really well and you make a bunch of money, that's awesome. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. That's great. If I go out on my own and I'm a freelancer, there's no guarantee of anything. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, well, what's, what does that look like? Do you care either way? Like if you had $10 million on the table right now, which way would you go? And like without even thinking, I, would, I just knew, I was like, well, I want to go and do my own thing. I want to be a freelancer and I want to try and build my own business, in which case that's kind of your answer. Yeah. Um, which oh, is scary. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, totally. Like really I mean, scary. But the whole yeah. journey is scary. Oh, Josh and I, I think on episode one, we kind of introduced each other. Yeah. Which is probably the easier option yeah. to go with. Yeah. You know, when someone asks you, what, tell me about yourself, that oh, can be it's the worst. That can be tough. Yeah. And Josh said that I was an entrepreneur. And I was kind of like, I think, I was like, I probably wouldn't identify that as myself and I totally get what he means it's like I probably have a more of an entrepreneur approach or mindset versus have done anything that's super entrepreneurial building something much bigger than myself yeah what do you and I've been obsessed with one of the episodes of Akimbo about freelancers how good is that episode so that's one of the few podcast episodes that I listen to it must have been like five or six times seriously I've listened to it five times and I told told you and I mean I think you're you think about a lot of that stuff anyway, but the around what, what, what do you think in this landscape now of so many entrepreneurs or yeah. people calling themselves entrepreneurs versus freelancers? What do you, what's yeah. your thoughts around that? Yeah, it's fascinating. Cause I, I, for whatever reason, the, the word freelancer felt a bit dirty to me at the time yeah. um, or months ago. It sort of, I was like, Oh, to me, a freelancer is like someone who's designing logos that you get on Fiverr and you pay 10 bucks and that's, that's mm-hmm. a freelancer. So I, I, was, I was like, I don't know what that, that's not me. And then I heard that podcast and the distinction he made, which was basically an entrepreneur is someone who makes money in their sleep based on something they built yep. and is kind of building it up to sell it off to move on to the next thing or building it up to a point where someone else can run it. Whereas a freelancer is someone who is, they are the product to a degree, like mm-hmm. their expertise, their knowledge, their service that they're providing is the thing and so it's that time and so when I heard that I was like well I guess I am a freelancer yeah. in which case I need to let go of all those badges and you yeah. know, accolades of all the, the the stories that we tell again around being an entrepreneur I think the danger in the blurring the lines of thinking that you're trying to build and I know I've done that with my business of thinking yeah how can I sort of streamline processes to get yeah. other people to do it but then in that podcast he talks about you're blurring the line, therefore probably delivering a less, yeah. lesser product because it's not you doing it. Yes. And then you hire yourself again. So you become this middle person between freelancer and entrepreneur where yeah. you're the cheapest, obviously, to hire. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you resort to yourself again. Josh. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's also th- this idea that if you be the, your true self up front, if you communicate and distill what you do in a truthful way, then... There's no surprises, right? Like how many, I know that when I started, you know, my first business when I was, you know, 
14 years old and you'd go to the website and I did everything, right? It's like TV commercials, <laughs> yes. films, TV. Like the, yeah, and the, awesome. the list. But the thing is, I hadn't done any of it, but I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I think that what's interesting at play, and you talk about it on your blog, which is... Um, Rather than talking about uh, fake it till you make it, it's the as if, you yeah. know, act as if. And I think that the um, as powerful, you know, as titles are just titles and labels are just labels and the clothes we wear are just the clothes that we wear, we can add meaning to these things and we mm. choose whether we add meaning or not. And so my choice, like I make some choices where it's like I know that the clothes I wear doesn't d- define me or whatever, yeah. but if it flicks something in my brain to make me think in a different way, yeah. I'm going to do it. So me dressing as if I'm fucking Steve Jobs, <laughs> which let's put the, the elephant in the room. I have Steve Jobs glasses. Yeah, I've got a, I a thought Steve top. was here. I didn't know. <laughs> Isn't that what this podcast is? Yeah, this is <laughs> Steve and Tommy. We, 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 we sold it in as me being Steve. But the thing is that it's, I, I think that it's, it's, it's fine to be able to do that. I think getting obsessed with labels, mm. I think that there's a lot of people who love the idea they romanticize yeah. being a writer and being at the desk and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But the actual, and they even buy IA writer on, you know, on the Mac and the fucking, you know, it looks great. It looks yeah. like the old type pad. Yeah, it looks yeah. great, right? It's just like, yeah, I've arrived, guys. This is like, I'm, here. I'm, a, I'm a writer now. I've updated my Twitter bio. And it's like, what else? What more can I? That's right. I can add an H1 tag on my website that I'm a writer. Because, you know, from SEO, yeah. uh, another great episode that uh, Seth's done on, about SEO as well. But um, I think that w- with any piece of advice, there is, it's, there's a paradox where the opposite can also be true, yeah. um, which I, I find interesting as well. What, what do you, what's something that you thought was true? Uh, this is a fuck, this is a Tim Ferriss question. It's it's uh, sorry guys, is, Steve is gone. Tim's here. <laughs> Tim, Tim, uh, Tim Ferriss asked yeah, exactly. this podcast. Tim, yeah. Tim yeah. Ferriss uh, asked this question a lot, which is like, what's something that you believed eighteen months ago uh, that you believe to be true mm. that you don't believe? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's a great question. Uh, first thing that springs to mind is um, that I'm a coach, mm-hmm. so that's not something that I've ever considered. Some like. A badge that I would put upon myself mm-hmm. and even still I still get a little bit weird about uh, this idea that I'm a coach but I've changed my mind about it because uh, through going through the Alt MBA I was asked to join the coaching team firstly um, but what I've started to realize on reflection is the coach is the word whatever but the way that I approach things and the way that I think about things and the way that I interact with individuals, regardless of whether it's in the role of a coach or in the role of a client liaison when I was at a corporate or um, doing the Alt MBA or just hanging out with my friends, it's the characteristics that make up the role of what a coach is, which is asking really good yeah. questions, being super curious and holding space for other people to talk. If that's what it means to be a coach, then yeah, I guess I'm a coach. So. And that's that as if model, right? And I think that it's probably, I, I just know that when I was a digital content producer at the radio station, yeah. I realized that I did this weird thing. I went from having my own uh, business, sort of doing the freelancing type of thing. And I was a digital content producer. And I sort of knew that I was like the, there was above me, there was the digital manager and then the digital director. And then what I found happened is over the, the course of 11 months, 
I became what the digital content producer was. Yeah. I was like, not only in what I wear, but the way that I acted and the com- mm. and I knew that when I'm in a meeting that the digital content producer can talk about this, yeah. but they don't like, you shouldn't be talking about stuff that's well beyond. Because at the beginning I came in, I'm like, all right guys, uh, I was working on Fifi and Jules show and yeah. I was spending more time from a content side of things being like, oh, this would be great gear. Let's do th- like this, mm. here's an idea. Uh, and less on the digital stuff, yeah. and I think that the, I think that we do inevitably become our labels. So it's important that if you are going to use them, yeah. that you, you embody you, them. Yeah, you you pick the ones that mm. are, tr- are true to you. Uh, mate, yeah. I did a life coach course when I was twenty. Really, twenty one, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Yeah, you were. What did you learn? Um, nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What did you? Because no, the thing is, like you, uh, you finished. Uh, Tommy finished school the age of seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I left seventeen school? or sixteen. Yeah, I left school year eleven, seventeen at the mm-hmm. time, um, or not even seventeen. Yeah, I wouldn't have turned seventeen yet. And so I then went into landscaping. It was my exit plan. My yep. dad had a business. Solid. Got into that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I was allowed to leave. And then <laughs> saw that I could be a personal trainer. Yep. Um, I, I saw that I was old enough to do a course to become a personal trainer. So I did that. It was eight week. Similar to the uh, old MBA, you yep. know, short, very intensive. Um, fuck all work, really. <laughs> yeah. But I, may, I did it. And then I, I had this moment where I was like, I dealing with people with their bodies and I was like oh, I want to go a bit deeper and I was always into that stuff but I did the course and in fairness I, I learnt a lot of those you know asking good questions mm. and being open and removing your sort of either agenda or ego yeah. within you know the confines of a conversation so it's yeah. more like you were totally open to what the person has in t- inside of them yeah. and I was too young really to apply yeah. it and to be honest I went in and it was probably a safety thing that I was like I'm not actually going to become a life coach because I'm too young. Yeah. And sure, I mean, there is kids now, 21, trying to do life coaching courses. Yeah. The amount of life I have now, I've lived since then, is yeah. so much. I've got a kid, so I've got more to offer now if I was ever to do that. Yeah. But I did feel a bit of an imposter there. But I, I had made some good friendships. And yeah. so it was a good experience. Yeah. What's the, it's a community. What, what yeah. sort of people uh, were in your class for Alt MBA? Yeah, so... Uh, it's it was a fascinating mix to be honest so i had um in my particular class i had like a a cto mm-hmm. uh, chief technology officer in a big um casino in vegas cool. right through to uh a management consultant from sydney uh and then you know everyone in between we had people in seattle people in san fran people in new york um performing artists freelancers entrepreneurs all those labels that we just talked about um we've had since then as part of the coaching team i've seen people that are 85, people that are 22, mm. um, people from Europe, people from you know, Africa, people from um, South America, people from America. So it's, it's, really, it's really diverse. It actually. sounds exciting because the thing is I feel like I push back on traditional courses yeah. and the thing that uh, I find interesting about Alt-MBA, it's probably the same sort of thing I feel like with religion, right? Where it's like the thing that like I hear my, you know, mates and in the different different religions and all that sort of thing and i'm like man i actually like the community they have Mm. it's like almost tempting like man if i could just like be there for the community and not have to do and i've had these conversations with mates where i'm like bro it's just you and i like do you believe in this bit or is it mainly like you know because 
Yeah, there's so many elements. Like I think about even... And you didn't grow up with Jewish friends. No. Nah. The food, dude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what do they do? What sort oh of food? Oh, my God. After, there's just the best food, so much of it. You would have loved it. <laughs> well, that's even like, yeah, my, my mate... Community food and the religious stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and so that's the, that's the interesting thing. But Alt-MBA, I guess, is almost uh, religion without the uh, without some of the, the excess We're always... Stuff. Everyone's looking for a community yeah. to surround themselves yeah. with and I said you know it's kind of what we're doing with the podcast we didn't I didn't know you yeah personally as yeah. in one-on-one face-to-face yesterday yeah. and now I do and we're kind of building this up turns out you bloody live right near here it's around the corner yeah, yeah. it's, it's very a, cool it's sort of what Seth talks about in his book tribes right yeah. which is like we're looking for people that are like-minded people mm. like us to mm. do things like this is sort of the, the phrase he uses a lot yeah. absolutely and so before we before we move move on oh, and yeah. keep chatting we've got to at least do this 7-eleven thing this yeah. feels now that we've like been talking deep, this is the most gimmicky, <laughs> trend. Dumb, jarring, transition. jarring transition well, ever. Josh messaged Peter and said, mate, what's your drink of choice? And he said, long black. And so I had the idea. So non-Australians wouldn't even know what that is, will they? Sorry, well, it's yeah. an Americana. Yeah, an Americana. Yeah. 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 So if you're in America, a it's coffee. a... Um, what, what's, what's it in Italy? Coffee without milk. I don't know. What do you, yeah. I, I asked for... A, actually, no, I asked for an Americana in, in Europe. Okay. So, so anyway, Tommy has been uh, eat, uh, drinking 7-Eleven coffees, which comes out of a machine. Uh, being in Melbourne, there is a massive sort of hipster coffee snobbery that goes on. Are you part of this culture? Where well, I feel g- like we're in the thick of it. Right? Yeah. We're in Abbotsford. Right? Where yeah. do you get your Colvin. coffee from in Abbotsford? Uh, do you go to Chen Ho? Do you go to... I don't. I've been to Proud Mary a few times. Okay. Um, Dr. Morse. Dr. Morse a couple of times. That's around the corner from my house. What's uh, your regular? Where do you, where do you three go? Three bags full. I three bags like. full. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah it's great. just down the road for Good me. fritters. Yes. Yeah. Great. Excellent fritters. You're right. Good small talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to it? my idea. So, <laughs> what I wanted to do was... Because I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we got him a 7-Eleven coffee? And then we're like, what if we got him a 7-Eleven coffee? It's our first parang on the show. <laughs> and then downstairs from a good cafe, some that, someone that makes legit coffee, we get another long black. And we just see if you can tell the difference. This is yeah. big. So yeah. that's my thing. I've yeah. been like, no mate, one no one knows the bloody difference. And this a dollar coffee, $4 coffee. Yeah. And the thing is that what I want to preface this with is because this does feel very radio show sort of-esque. <laughs> I want to say that this is more of an experiment then it, like it's not a prank yeah because uh no, there's, peter's no prank. A, there's peter's across it you know exactly um, what's happening so yep. peter we've just, got we've got two cups here two cups of coffee uh, and so we're gonna get you to maybe smell both of them first okay. so smell the one that's in tommy's hand I, first. No, I reckon he sips them first he has to sip it first and then tell us all of the other all of the above okay we're creating the rules as we go just sip that sip this one all right sip that I this feel is like for the hipsters be, of Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We don't know what one it is. It's a white cup. Okay. Thank How you. does it taste? I'll take that back. It tastes quite good, actually. <laughs> okay. Do you want to rinse your mouth yes, with right. the yeah. fizzy I've got water? My, got my sparkling water. This is okay. what hipster cafes do. They give you fizzy water yeah, to exactly. cleanse your palate. Yeah. Yeah. For nut or something. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is this Another is the second, one. second cup. Okay, so uh, Peter has drunk both of the long blacks. Which one was better, number the first one or the second one? I want to say the first one tasted better. Yeah. Uh, and I think 
That's because the second one is a 7-Eleven coffee. Is that correct? Oh, this is controversial. You got it wrong. <laughs> yes. and which is the amazing second, because oh the, no. different, the, the difference in costs is probably exorbitant. Like yeah. the, uh, really? so, uh, so the one, the second one was, was the, the, the real nice. coffee. And I want to, I'll, pour, this I'll is, pour it all out. I mean, this is a big deal because I can save $3 a day now and start yeah, going to 7-Eleven. This is huge. You can, uh, you'll know, be able sorry, to buy a house no. next year. This is um, it. <laughs> that's how it works. So this Isn't is the nice funny? one. No, I think it proves my point. Wow. That there's yeah. not, like in terms of... Wait, if, hang if on. You're that one that you just gave him now yeah, is Yeah, he gets a, both. Yeah, but that's... This is the, the nice one, which... Isn't the 7-Eleven. Was the one that I said was the 7-Eleven one. So yeah. now I don't know which one so to the drink. Thing, so the nice one is the 7-Eleven. If I've learnt anything, it's if you want a nice coffee, it's the 7-Eleven coffee. Yes. So, so now I'm torn about which one to drink. Drink both. <laughs> yeah, you'll be, just you'll be buzzing. But isn't that funny? So that was my whole wow. thing, that if you're a long black drinker, <laughs> I mean, we're going that Peter's the decider for the world, but no, you, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine okay. with that too. <laughs> but anyway, now you got your coffee. That was your drink of choice. I, I bet you Jason Fox, who we had on the other day, yeah. is just listening right now. I'm sorry. At Curious? a coffee shop, just like angry, just throwing. I've never met you, Jason, stuff. but I'm sorry. I feel like I've let the whole of Melbourne down. Yeah, nah. The coffee scene is now dead. Um, you've, helped, you've helped the video that I'm, I'm making sorry. about all We of actually this. need to get Jason to do it because I feel like he'll... Uh, He'll get, he'll get into it in a big way. This is the thing about this challenge is everyone watching or listening is like, oh, he can't tell the difference. I'll be able to tell the difference, which yeah. is probably true. I mean, you, were you confident before going into it that you would have been able I like, to? I like my coffee and I have a black coffee every day, two coffees a day. And I usually treat myself to a, a cafe like three bags full and... Yeah, right. you've been wasting your money the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Well, this so, is my theory. So this is the, the interesting bit, which is like the 7-Eleven coffee... Is uh, made out of a, with a machine yeah. uh, versus a barista-made coffee, which is made with a person. I guess there is a cert, there's a level of artistry, maybe, but there's also a bunch of marketing that goes on. Goes on. Yes, you were doing between I think it was like January and April. You're working on the, or being part of the marketing summit. Is that what it's called? The marketing seminar. Seminar. Yeah. That's yeah. it. The marketing seminar. What, what's the deal? What do you what are What's that all about? So that's another one of Seth's courses, um, uh-huh. which is uh, not not overly similar to the Alt MBA in that it's it's more self paced and it's more like his sixty lessons, his sixty videos, his sixty exercises. Go through them at your own pace. Uh, there is a community of people there that do it with you, and you can get feedback and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. um, that's more, I guess you would say, traditional online learning. In that, mm-hmm. here's Seth's idea, here's his assertion about a particular thing to do with marketing. Now try it out for yourself, kind of thing. What was the biggest learning from that? Uh, the biggest learning from that was, you know, it was probably building on some of the learnings from the old MBA for me, which is about this idea of empathy. And like, it's a, it's a bit of a buzz term at the moment, I think empathy, but mm-hmm. um, being able to truly understand what it means to sit in the shoes of someone else so that you can talk to that person mm-hmm. based on where they're coming from. And there's a quote, I think it's from um, the old MBA actually, which is, that people don't fall in love, um, sorry, people don't change because you tell them to, like, because you go, here's my pros and cons list. Look at all the pros, you should change your mind. It's that people change their mind because they fall in love with a different version of the future. Yeah. So for the marketing seminar and for the marketing and the stories that we tell, it's about how do you talk to that version of the future that they want to fall in love with and paint that picture for them. Do do you think there's, I, I don't know if it's social media that's doing this, but everyone is following the school or there's a lot of people who are following the school of thought or just 
copying, say, what the Gary Vaynerchuk's yeah. of the world are doing, and they've got the 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 photo of them with a big bit of text, and they're they're all about that hustle. Yeah. What's because I watched a um, a video with Seth and Gary. Great know, video, isn't yeah, it? Great yeah. video because I don't necessarily. I think that this school of hustle. There's an alternate way, yeah. and um, I think that that's one of the things that maybe Seth. Do you feel that he instills yeah. that sort of thing in his programs? I think so for sure. I think um, I so I I push back a lot on that word hustle, and I'm yeah. not even really sure why. I think maybe the the story I tell about that word is that mm-hmm. it's like ah oh, work 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 grind 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 hustle yeah. hustle hustle, and I'm just kind of like die 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 exactly. <laughs> and I think uh, in fact Hamish talked about this when yeah. you guys had him on, which was like being busy is so overrated, yeah. right? It's like, what if you just focus on the things that are important to you and do them really well? Yeah, mm. I, I also don't just believe in wearing how long you spent at work as yeah. a badge of honor, which I just, which is that whole thing of like, what are you doing between 9 p.m. and 1 a.m.? I'm like, <laughs> fucking heading to sleep, Gary. Yeah, I'll I'll be, I'm in, well, I get in bed at nine, I might listen to a podcast, but I'll be asleep by 9.30. Well, Gary was walking around the office at 11 p.m. the other night yeah. saying that he was... You know, putting in the at work, no one else is here. You're on your phone, bro. Slide <laughs> <laughs> yeah. into the DMs, yeah. 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 No, but I mean, it's. I think it's different when there's a dude who's the CEO of and founder totally. of a huge company in the workload. Do you think there's a thought in people's minds that they should, they need to be like that or they, they need to do this and it's so out of alignment with who they are? Yeah, maybe. I think it's a, I think it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous like mold to try and replicate. And I think you, you sort of touched on it, um, which was that that's Gary V, who's the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. But what if your goal is not to create a multi-million dollar company? What if mm. you don't want to be an entrepreneur? Mm. Yeah. You know, we talked about freelancing before. What if, for me, it's just about having, you know, five to 10 clients that mm-hmm. enable me to live the life I want to live and support the work that I want to support so that I can do the things I want to do. Like, that doesn't mean I have to work 14 hours a day like Gary V. So I think it's about being clear on, well, what's it for for Gary? So for him... That's the way he keeps his company running and that's the way that he probably gets off. He probably loves it. Yeah. Um, but for people out there that are looking at that, it's like, that's for him. Is it for you? Is that what you need to do to be able to get the things that you need to, to, um, to make you happy? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's like my favorite uh, word at the moment is paradox. I was <laughs> catching up with Jason Fox and he was talking about paradox and all that sort of thing. And with everything that with everything that there is a rule for the opposite is true right yeah. so with this hustle there is also someone who and Derek Sivers or Jason Freed or there's Tim Ferriss yeah Tim Ferriss there's all there's the complete opposite school of thought which is actually let's be a little bit more thoughtful here let's spend less time I think that it's a... Um, well, it's four hours specifically for Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing, is, the thing is with with Tim, he's even, you know, I think he's come to hate that four-hour <laughs> term, right? Because it's... The other thing well, too people is... people took it really literally. Yeah, if you read yeah, the book, well, I don't think he's talking about actually physically putting in four yeah. hours of... Well, it's prescriptive, right? Yeah. And I think the thing is, and the reason that Gary resonates with so many people is it is prescriptive. It's like the way that you're going to build up your real estate business is you need captions on your video. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, as long as you have captions on the video and Yell you people. can have the progress bar mm. that goes along the video until it ends because we're not going to... Because otherwise, no one's going to know where the video is going. Visually, when yeah. it's ending, yes. I'm not watching it. Man, Tell I saw me. a... Uh, there's a plumber in Adelaide 
who has a podcast. <laughs> Maybe he's a plumber or he's a landscaper. You don't have to go too specific. It literally <laughs> looks like Gary V stuff. And I think, really? God, this dude's putting in a lot of effort, man. Because I know how hard it is to caption every single video yeah. and, and get the aesthetic looking like that consistently. I'm thinking, I wonder if that's paying off for his business that is a plumbing yeah. or landscaping business. Yeah. Like, is that re- reaping him the reward yeah. of yeah. money in his field? Or is he, maybe he wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think the other thing too is wherever you put your energy, it will probably end up working out for you, right? Like, yeah. that's the other fact of it is like, we look back retrospectively and say, man, told you I needed to do the hustle yeah but maybe that's not the thing that got you there like and and that's a, a big question I think that and that's whenever we hypothesize on what we like we look back and like man told you we needed to do like a hundred episode we need to do this 20 episode before the, we create this story and the reality is that if we went hard on episode one and we kept going it would have probably had the same effect we might yeah. even be in a bigger place yeah how do you um how do you reconcile all of this stuff? What do you what do you prioritize as, especially around coaching? Yeah. There's there's lots of different coaches. There's yeah. a lot of people selling a dream. Yeah. How do you avoid either getting into that or how do you reconcile those ideas? Yeah, it's a fair question. Uh, I think so. One of the questions that I like to ask a lot of myself and of my clients and of everything essentially that I do is, what's it for? And it's a, it sounds like a really simple question, but it basically it allow, allows you to put intention into everything that you do. So whether it's, um, what's this email for? Because we all get a bunch of pointless emails. Um, Including Seth from Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Seth. What's this email yeah, for, exactly. Josh? It's for Peter, I'll reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but for me, in terms of so my coaching business, I ask myself, what's it for? And so um, for me, I'm also a big proponent of um, Simon Sinek. Yeah. And great. his golden circle and the idea that um, start with why start with why yeah. so um, for me the coaching is one of my what's for example mm-hmm. but why I do what I do is that I enjoy helping others see things that they can't see yeah. so that they can change their corner of the world right that's my why statement and so I'm not necessarily attached to this idea that I have to be a coach forever I'm, att- I'm obsessed with or attached to this idea that I need to live my why which is helping other people see things they can't see so yeah. they can change their corner of the world. Now that might look like a blog, which I have. It might mm-hmm. look like coaching, which I do. It might look like the old MBA, which I also do. So they're all cool things that I like doing that are in, in alignment with that. And so when I think about things like hustle and grind and you should be doing all these other things, I'm like, what's that for? Mm-hmm. Is that in service to my why? Well, no. Working 14 hours is actually the opposite of what I want to be able to do. I want to be like Hamish the other day, yeah. which is like slowing down a bit and taking time mm. to fucking smell the roses and live my life a little bit. Absolutely. Um, that's what it's for. That's what, that's what I see my role is for. Well, it's like yoga. Yoga's good and would be good for everyone, but if it's not, <laughs> if it's not going to help you run the marathon, yeah. then maybe it's not the thing to focus on yeah. in this moment. Yeah. Yeah, the fourth. That's for you, Mum. Yeah. My yeah, mum's good, a yoga teacher. Good, yeah. Just wanted to get a that solid was a analogy. Really, on, when it comes beautiful. to analogies, you like that one? No, that was horrendous. Okay, because no, you're halfway through, like, mate. Everyone needs yoga. I'll see you about or or maybe you don't, depending if you go for a run or not. Everyone so, would benefit from yoga. Yeah, exactly. Unless you would, but they would. But I think yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey guys, no, the, <laughs> how good's the coffee? <laughs> Which one? Exactly. The Seven Eleven. I'm so confused. The one Peter loves. The, the Seven Eleven one is Seven Eleven coffee. No, it's a um, talking about personal brand type mm. stuff. Yeah, we, we spoke we spoke about my. Um, uh, transformation yeah. of late and mm. I am someone who embraces it 
because I realize that one day I rock up and I've got different glasses on and I've no longer wear snapbacks and I get that. And when, before we have guests on, I do a bit of social media looking around, stalking, stalking, you've got a very locked down Facebook page. Congrats. <laughs> but uh, you got the privacy locked in. But Is that what, on purpose? Yeah. I didn't even know that. No, yeah, it's no, not, it's, no, it's really good. Or really you just Facebook. don't post yeah. it at all. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, but I think you, it's the latter. You were uh, 30, 36 weeks ago, whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, who's counting? You did a, a profile. You had a profile pic and it's and I could 100% relate to what was going on, which was like there's a slight pivot in what Peter's offering to the world, which is <laughs> black and white, a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> you know, this is going to be the... Li- and, and you just see Peter's mates being like... And it's maybe it's an Australian thing, but it's like, what's going on here, bro? <laughs> what the fuck? What's the... Who do you think yeah, you are? Mate, this, isn't LinkedIn. this isn't LinkedIn. What's yeah. going on? Oh, geez, looking sharp, bro. <laughs> is yeah, is you know? this a fair assessment yeah, of what went down? 100% true. And so, God, and the, only thing that anno- the only thing that annoyed me about that photo <laughs> yeah. was I didn't have my glasses on at the time. Oh, I was no, like, I have my course. contacts in. And so I'm like, if I would redo it, I would have these glasses on because I, I just got them. These were like a week old at the time. Right, yeah. Fiverr would have kept get that them. done. <laughs> Literally, we waited. the The rebranding of the Daily Talk Show was to coincide with my new glasses. <laughs> so, Tommy probably didn't even know that. But the um, we waited for Tommy to have a kid so he could get yeah. a free family photo yeah, out of true. it. Um, no, but do you think that there's a, a pushback in the world for? personal change do you think that we dislike the idea that someone is externally changing who they are that's a really interesting question uh i think i think in australia in particular we have this notion i think it's in new zealand too of tall poppy syndrome mm-hmm. right which is like that you cut down the, the guy who's trying to stand out yeah and so i think when people see things that are different and to go back to what we talked about earlier around the way we're conditioned is to be like well that's something i notice that's something that's out of the ordinary mm-hmm. i'm going to mm-hmm. comment on that yeah not, I don't know necessarily that we deliberately have like malice behind it. Like mm-hmm. I want to cut him down because yeah. who does he think he is? But it's more like, well, that's different. It's observational, right? Yeah. It's almost, but it's the, it's projecting, I think, in like the highest order. That's one of my favorite things. Anyone that ever says anything a little bit negative, I just say they're projecting. projecting. <laughs> it's that's a, good. It's a, but it's a way of completely taking out any responsibility of my because, action. No, because I think like the thing about that photo is it's like it's hilarious that you picked up on it. It's, it's a beautiful photo, everyone. You should check thanks, it out. It's man. also, you've used it as the header, which is exactly really what I would do. Now. I'm which really is, trying to own it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. have to. Which but is the thing about it is like you talked about like the, the, um, like the, the fear that I had even mm-hmm. just of putting that photo up because I knew the reaction that I got would be exactly what I would get because yeah. it's like, this is pretty different. Like I haven't posted on Facebook for a year. Yeah. And the other thing was it was in service to one of my friends in New York who took the photo, who's a really good photographer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll put it up for you, man. But I knew like that there would be this reaction, yeah. which is interesting. And now you have nightmares. Josh yeah. has brought this up. Yeah. But Thanks, I Josh. guess people are looking in. Yeah. I don't know. Josh is one of the interest, most interesting people I know. In terms of thanks, Tommy, looking in and and almost working out, and I think a lot of the time you're you're pretty spot on, dude. No, well, I just think it's um, there's these universal things that happen. I think like I'm an overthinker. On Josh stuff. sometimes says to me, "I've seen you've been changing Bye, the aesthetic." Bree's just leaving, so when See you Bree. hear Bree, uh, uh, Bree uh, works at Hay Tiger, which is a chocolate company right, that no does to, <laughs> good job, but all the all the all the money, uh, all the profit goes to the Hunger Project in Africa. So it's a it's a good cause. He's priming for free chocolate. Yeah. No, <laughs> but you, once you said to me, Josh, oh, I've noticed your aesthetics changing a bit on your Insta. What's um, what's happening? And I actually was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but maybe it was. Maybe I'm not in touch and maybe I am changing something or haven't been doing. It was like, yeah, do you remember me saying that? And I could, I, 
Yeah, I, I think don't think I told you that. Well, I think that this is an interesting time that we're at, right? Uh, 20 years ago, my mum could be a dental nurse yep. and she uh, has her friends and she, you know, uh, she just has to worry about the people that are at the shops and what she wears and all that sort of thing. And all of a sudden, every single person, doesn't matter what industry you're in, you have a platform, yeah. you have a channel and you have a brand. And all of a sudden, my mum, who's a dental nurse, needs to know like what is her bio going to say yeah. what it what is the the 140 character version of me and yeah. like i see it where it's like uh when my dad would travel for work mum goes oh make sure that you uh check in at the lounge on facebook <laughs> oh, status put so a photo a, up of yeah, the free put, coffee yeah, yeah. Put up the, and and it's a interesting it's an interesting idea which is what tommy and i've talked about which is this all for content which is yeah. How much of what you are doing do you think about the people? Like, say, get, having set, being, being on the live stream with Seth Godin, yeah. I reckon if I was sitting there, my smile would be at all the fuckers who said I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit so like, true. hey, look, you thought Josh Jansen was gone? I'm, on the fu- I'm in fucking New York. I'm <laughs> in so New weird, York. Do you legit would? I, no, I, seriously, there's a, there's, a, there's a small part of me which is just like, and I think that what I use, there is a, a part of the fuel that I have, which is I don't really have, I don't have enemies, I don't have anything, but I do, I take any little form of criticism yeah. and I just like put it into the, the machine. That's like the best bit of energy that I'm going to have is any, like anyone that goes, oh, you're doing a podcast. Like, geez, there's not like that well, for gives me. gives you fuel. That gives me fuel to be wow. able to to do it. I don't, like, do you, can you relate to this? Is it is it what's your what's your internal monologue yeah. saying? So my internal monologue is not necessarily to use it as fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, mine's almost the opposite, which yeah. is so we talked about what's it for earlier. My second favorite question to ask is who's it for, and in relation to that, who's it not for? Mm-hmm. And so if and when, more like when, I feel like I'm getting criticism or negative feedback or um, someone's calling me out on something like, hey, you started a blog. Who do you think you are? It's yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell myself, well, it's not for them, Yeah. right? That everything that I do is not for everybody. Yeah. It's for a specific group of people who are interested in the things that I have to say or the things that I can help them with. And if someone is outside of that sphere, outside of that box and they want to criticize me, that's fine. It's not for them. Yeah. That's what I tell myself. Uh-huh. It's harder in practice, obviously, because yeah, yeah. you hear something or you read something and you're like, oh, come on, man. Like, that's a bit hard. Taking yeah. on criticism. Like, even, like, I feel things come up. A mate of mine who messaged me before said, you should change the title of your video to this. Or you should, you should put this in there. And automatically, you know, when you get that bit of a feeling, you're yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's, like it's, it's your yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, nah, but... Yeah, well, that's <laughs> justifying. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And that's been, I think, the, the journey that even, Tommy, I've seen you go on, which is the, the role isn't to counter every piece of feedback. Mm. And so yeah. um, I try and it's that empathy game. If yeah. we can have empathy for others, yeah. we can understand what is, the, what is the journey that they've been on to realize that. And so your friend is someone who's got a content mind. They're thinking mm. about it. They've done it at scale and they have taken a position of mentorship. Yeah. And so for them, they see this, this low-hanging fruit mm. of being able to provide advice and give value. Mm. And I think that if, 
it's I see those opportunities like those moments as a real blessing because it to me it's like that we're close enough that they're bringing me into their inner monologue mm. their own anxieties and then I can choose how I filter it yeah, is, is this is this is this default thinking or yeah. is this is there actually something to learn just like if you go and do an M, a traditional MBA yeah. there is going to be a wealth of value that you're yeah. going to get but it's probably not the value that you would have gotten 30 years ago. It's completely different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I even feel like <clears throat> that hasn't changed. Like the feelings still arise, but I think I've just got better at dealing with that feeling of criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like that came to my mind. I jumped on straight away. I changed it. Really? Messaged him back saying, good pickup. Yeah. Nice. And, I was, and I feel better about it. It's like, no, he actually made sense. And so when I actually just acted on the thing, because I, you know when you've, you know when you probably should have done something or someone who is somewhere else gives you advice and you're like, I sh- I knew- yeah, because I was kind of thinking that. Yeah. Well, you don't yeah. have the context, right? It's yeah. like with uh, uh, people saying, oh, for the first hundred episodes that we did, it's like, oh, you should be doing this or you should be of doing course, that. Yeah. And the thing is that it's it's not even that it's not for them, but they're, they're looking at a different part of the journey. Yeah. They're, they're, they're playing in a different game. Yeah. And they so don't have to deal with Josh every <laughs> week. <laughs> you know? And also the week. Josh, Josh has to deal with me. Yeah. Gee. No, yeah. I have to deal with myself every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's tough. Uh, Peter, you talk about, uh, I was reading your blog, you were talking about in the shower, being in the shower. Yeah, which one I've mentioned showers in a lot of my blogs. It's a topic. No, you were talking about the... Uh, that it's the the five minutes in our day where we can just chill out. Yeah. We the the thought until you get a kid and you miss two days. <laughs> really, you're Some going days. on two days. Seriously, and bro. you're having a go at me for not washing my top for yeah. four weeks. Uh, and I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you I can't handle criticism, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that the, the the interesting thing on the 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 shower is it. I got really reflective on it because I'm like, I've actually realised that in this hyper-optimized world uh, I have a podcast on I have an audio book I have literally covered any I will listen to an audio book and then just put the sleep timer on and so then when I fall asleep like I'll then end up going back a little bit but there's there's no time where I'm not with noise interesting do you find that you need to fight to um, to maintain that level of silence totally yeah I think uh, I, I used to I used to have like a podcast or an audio book on every time I showered, for example, mm-hmm. let's take the shower example. And I've forced myself to stop doing that. Yeah. And what I find is, and I, I think a lot of people have this, which is like your best ideas come to you when you're standing in the shower. And yeah. I was like, why is that? What, what, what is it about standing in the shower that all of a sudden sparks this thought or some neuron connects and you remember that idea that you had three weeks ago. And what I tried to, or what I boiled it down to in my assertion is it's like, time away from everything it's Mm. no screen no noise just you and your subconscious mind processing the things that you probably don't even realize you're processing that sort of all of a sudden sparks a thought it's not based on any science or anything this is just my assertion yoga guys this is why i was was saying unless you run unless you run which you don't need yoga (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but yoga is good but the um no it's interesting it's the exact same reason why i thought the worst thing to ever happen to me (laughs) this gives you a sense of my uh, my life journey the worst thing to ever happen was getting wi-fi on a plane (laughs) yeah because i agree with that yeah because i was just like i went from having this sacred time where i was just with my own thoughts to being like 
you know, I could do email, right? Yeah, I, think I people totally do, agree with that. People do on a plane, it's go through photos and delete old yeah. photos from your yeah. photo book. It's really strange. I do that a lot. I do that too. So I, I just had a trip from, you know, from, I flew from Dallas to Sydney, which is mm. 17 hours and there's no Actually, Wi-Fi. Actually, very quickly, yeah. before you even talk about that, do you know the difference between Perth to the US versus Melbourne to the US because so Tommy was I saying heard you guys uh, talking yeah. about this. So Tommy was saying Tommy after guys, watching, I don't do all the criticism so he's gone alpha he's stood up off his chair <laughs> no, what, <laughs> what I know what I want to know because Tommy was like oh, bro they think uh, bloody Perth's further away than uh, Melbourne I couldn't actually work out the math to like is there significant difference between flying from Perth to New York yep. like east coast yep. so going from Perth to New York well you're not flying back over Auckland if you're flying from Perth well, I think you fly the other way yeah but so you'd go through like um uh, you'd go like Emirates or would you go like uh what would so uh, now you can do I think there's well in fact there is had, a Qantas flight actually that goes Perth to London direct now yeah. so call that I think it's 17 hours um, and then London to New York, I think is like eight. Yes, that's huge. So that's so like you're talking so like 25 hours yeah. versus flying from Melbourne to Los Angeles. And which would, It's like 14 and then from there yeah, to New York's five. about five. Yeah, so it's a little yeah. bit shorter. Glad we got that covered. Because <laughs> right. no, it was seriously on my mind. I'm like, maybe there, <laughs> maybe, is right. yeah. maybe there is something. And it was because I think what confused Tommy is he thought that you could only go one way around the world. The <laughs> <laughs> world is flat. Yeah, but it's flat. <laughs> I think that was the problem. It is right, um, yeah. Yeah, what we I can't even remember what you were saying now. I just had to get Neither. that off my uh, yeah. get that off my chest. Josh one, Tommy it zero. Was, <laughs> right. no, so what what was meeting uh, meeting your idol? Is, is he your idol? Is I mean, yeah. he's someone I look up. Who's yeah, someone who I appreciate and look up to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what's the uh, yeah? What's the internal monologue on on that sort of sort of thing? So there's a bit of imposter syndrome first mm-hmm. and foremost, especially because I knew. So I'd met him once before, but this time it was like, I'm going to be sitting down with him one-on-one mm-hmm. on Facebook Live. So there was, of course, there was that like, who do I think I am? Who am I? What am I going to have to say? Mm. He's going to find me out. I'm an idiot. I'm an imposter. So yeah. all of those stories went through my head naturally. Um, and what was, what was really cool uh, when I met him was that he's just a guy. Yeah. Like, and he's the most humble, down-to-earth guy. He sets up in like a co-working space, not dissimilar to this. Mm-hmm. And we sat down and we had a chat and then we both did some work and there's other people working. And it's like, just five people in a room mm. doing some work. Yeah. Uh, only he's broadcasting to, you know, 300,000 people around the world. Mm. Um, and then we go away into his little room, which is like set up with cameras and the bookshelf and everything. And, and he was just the most humble, nice, down-to-earth dude. And he, he speaks how he writes mm-hmm. or he writes how he speaks, whatever order you want to put it in. But Short sentences. He makes these short sentences, mm. these short assertions. It's and they're articulate. always ridiculously articulate and profound yeah. and you're like how did you ever does he up? have the like double bass sound that he has on bom, the bom, 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 bom. <laughs> yeah well yeah, how yeah. does that go Bree was getting upset because I'd listen to that when I go to sleep and all that sort of thing and it's, if he go if he goes through heaps of thoughts in one go <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he, it's, it's a lot of bass really it's a lot of fat bass yeah. how are other people to him you know because you said he's just a dude yeah and I and I think you know Josh and I having businesses where we're dealing with other businesses quite you know Big yeah. name yeah. companies and stuff, and you realise that the success, like they're just they're having they're the just same conversations yeah. as us. Yeah. They're just at a different level. Yeah. What are people surrounding? You know, in a co-working space, what are they looking at? A dude like him? Are they? Can you notice that? Because well, the context that Tommy's pulling from is, it's like 
having been in radio, it's like you'll have Will Ferrell or you'll have Justin Bieber yes. or you'll have, yeah. you know, these big guests in yeah. and you sort of become, yeah, you become aware of everyone is just a person. Yeah. Um, Seth is one of those people who I like, I would be more excited to meet Seth than I would Beyonce yeah, or totally. something like that, right? Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, it is, I find it an interesting thing because I almost... Like that's where I can I can't relate to the whole Kim Kardashian no, thing or either, stuff. Yeah. But being having read someone's work for so long yeah. and to have someone who has informed so in- many of your beliefs. Yes, and it's it's like meeting the Pope. In Intellectually, rock stars. Yeah. yeah. Was there and, a vibe of people around the office? Like, uh, so it was. Uh, so when I say co-working space, there were the. It's uh, it was. What they call it, Maccas. We're at KFC. Who's like Alt MBA headquarters? So it is the the two other people in the room at the time work for him as okay. part of the Alt MBA. Yeah. So, so it's an open plan office. Strangers yeah, sure. It's basically a converted apartment. Like it's yeah, an apartment cool. block. He's That's converted awesome. into an office space. There's a kitchen. He cooks lunch. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah, great. Um, so the two people work for him. They're both, uh, I would say, I think they're both probably my age, quite uh-huh. young. Um, but the way he interacts with them is like. They're just they're anybody, and, yeah. and that he is anybody. So yeah. like he'll be working on something, and then he'd walk over and say, "Well, Josh, what do you think about this?" Mm-hmm. And just like have a conversation, and then he'll go back to his laptop, and away he goes. And so I don't think for them they necessarily have this like stardom. In fact, yeah. they're probably used to it by now because yeah. they work with him every day. Um, but certainly, I think like you said, Josh, is some people do is like that's Seth Godin. I could never have a conversation with yeah. him or whatever. And I just find it fascinating the sense of also like from a age point of view too like a wisdom sort of thing is it's like he has gone through email like you know you i bought uh, an old seth godin book that was like e-marketing like i've bought a book on uh celebrate famous people's email addresses that he yeah. created yeah. Right? i just like uh, just for a bit of, yeah it's for funny. a bit of shits and giggles i'm like what's like the oldest seth godin book that i could buy i yes. bought one on um different emojis like different like nice. keyboard smileys or whatever which is funny because he now i remember reading a blog post about him talking about not liking people doing like smileys using emojis emojis yeah. in email yeah um because he'd get just did, all emojis <laughs> exactly. email. did you send him a smiley no, email? I, haven't, oh. I, haven't seen him, I haven't seen and the other thing too i just i change you know it's the equivalent of me dressing like steve jobs my i do my own pet peeve which is I always say, like, if I'm se- uh, sending you an email, I'll be like, hey, Peter. But I've started a bit, like, the last email I looked back on, I was like, Seth, comma, <laughs> which is, like, such a, like, there's some sort of, a lot of people do that now. It's the same people who write best at the end of an email. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, best. yeah. And it, there's, I like, do it to you sometimes. Just <laughs> for being, and then yes, you, yes. you spell my name wrong. No, it's, it's, it's interesting. The, um, yeah, the... That, that idea of he's got so much wisdom, he's come mm. from such a, a long way. But the other thing too is that it's like Alt-MBA is starting to, tr- it's, he's leaving, that's going to be his legacy yeah. in so many ways. You're, yeah. You did really well in that. I mean, just from the seeing, live stream. You're yeah, the about. live stream. You Thank nailed you, yeah. it. You were really articulate and came across really well. Yeah, it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to see that yourself. Obviously, you guys would know what it's like when you see yourself on video for the first time or in yeah. a conversation live. You're like, oh, Horrendous. why did I say that? Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you yeah. moving yeah. your head so much? Like well, we've that. done that 107 episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. There's like a sort of a few hours of self-loathing after yeah. every single one. I look forward one. to that after this episode. <laughs> did you fist pump as you walked out? <laughs> yeah, now that. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was, it was almost like one of those moments where you like black out. 
Yeah. And I walked mm. out. It was like, I have no idea what I just said. Yeah. I hope it was articulate. I hope it made sense. But that was kind of fun. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the internet has connected Josh and myself <laughs> to a lot of people. And a lot of cool things have come from me putting out videos. I told a story on this podcast about how I've become friends with a dude who's got his uh, got a show on Netflix yeah. called wow. Longmire. Awesome. Awesome. Six seasons. Yeah. Watch it. But I will. this crazy story, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. Yeah. You have to go back. Anyway, it turns out this dude saw one of my videos, told me, hey, dude, I love that. Check out my show. The dude lives next door to me. Oh, really? Yeah. And like, he's, so this, he's an Australian actor, what? older dude. His name's Robert Taylor. He spends a lot of his time in Hollywood and all mm. that sort of thing. And he send, he was in uh, California. I think yeah. he's actually in New Mexico yeah. working on Santa his Fe, uh, yeah. show. And uh, he sent Tommy uh, a message about his O-bike video that Tommy, Tommy did. I just saw that, by the video. way. It was awesome. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, he said... Took you know, him down single-handedly. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm like in the US watching this video, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And Tommy told me about this and a week later, him and I are walking on the weekend with uh, Amy, Tommy's wife, and, and Bree and Bodie. And we... Um, and Amy and Tommy are like, I think that's Robert. Yeah, we walked past this the, guy and I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> did you say anything? Yeah. And then I went back. Awesome. And he's like, hey, give me a hug. Wow. He's like, you're that guy. <laughs> you're the That's O-bike crazy. guy. Internet and, friends. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. we went for a beer. Yeah. But my, so my point is that sort of like these things have connected me. Is there anything that happened from, I guess, being on yeah. Seth's thing? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, not necessarily from the Facebook Live, but like this idea of internet friends is something that I've come to love because all of the people that I work with in Ultimate A are remote. So they're on like we, Slack or we, what do you use? Slack and Zoom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you've got free accommodation in Vegas if you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. At the casino, you're right. I should sure. have to be a server um, room. But, yeah. <laughs> but one, of the, yeah. one of the ones that springs to mind is um, as a coach, I, I was looking after the Pacific time zone for, for the Ultimate A in November. And I've I met this lady by the name of Jen Waldman, who has since become like a friend, a client, a mentor, a like just a really significant part of my working life and just my life in general, um, which we reflected on when I was in New York. And it was, she came to be in that time zone by bad math. So she was in New York and she thought, oh, if I do Pacific time, I'll get an extra three hours. But mm. in actual fact, she lost three hours. Yeah. And so because of that, we came to meet each other and now we're working with each other and now we're going to do a podcast together. And it's like this crazy yeah. serendipitous moment that you just never would have predicted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think when you don't put weight on what you're getting out of it, like Rob said to me, I don't quite know what to do with you. You know, like he's saying, yeah. he's, but he's looking at me going, I love what you do, but, I, I but it's like, I'm not relying on him. Yes. He's yeah. a lovely dude and we get along. Yeah. We live next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that people uh, expect too much. It's this, it's this weird thing. It's the paradox again, right? Where it's like, <laughs> it's the, inve- like you need, to be, you need to be willing to uh, invest in relationships with zero expectation. Totally. Um, and I think that everyone is trying to seal the deal mm-hmm. or, you know, network in that sort of traditional sense where it's yeah. like for me it's about connecting and yeah. connecting with great people yeah. and i think that that's um you know the the internet has done that so many times where it's like i've gotten so many clients and i've had so many, like back in tw- when twitter was just a thing that you'd get text messages yeah. right like you would send text messages and it would go to all these other texts like wow. there were so many people that i ended up catching up with or even uh, Russ Keys who listens 
uh, to the show. Yeah. You know, he was talking, man, yeah, I, I emailed you in like 2011, you know, when you were doing Melbourne Geek. Wow. It's, the, it's a super powerful thing. You yeah. mentioned you're doing a podcast at some point with her. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Make it happen. What's, what's Jen, the barrier? So what's, what's the, uh, doing the whole podcast thing? Like yeah. what's the, putting your coach, can you coach yourself? That's a good question. I think to a degree, but also uh, not because mm-hmm. we have too many preconceived ideas and stories and notions in our head. So yeah. one thing we do within the, um, I feel like the old NBA keeps coming up, but yeah. we coach each other with mm-hmm. the other coaches. So there's about 40 coaches and part of it is carving out time to just work on each other and helping each other in the projects we're working on. And you, uh, as I said, I always do a a bit of social media research. Uh, (laughs) Every single time I say this, he winces a little bit like, what the fuck have you found? I'm curious. Do you um, find my rebranding in 2002? In 2004, you tweeted. Yeah, exactly. No, man, you weren't tweeting then. You started in 2010. (laughs) He's actually right. But the the thing, you love sport. You're really into sport. You know, you... um, uh, <laughs> oh my God, I was gonna be is like, this, this follow- is your life? We're going to bring out all of the people that you follow. Yeah, yeah. He's your favorite footballer, <laughs> Corey Enright. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, um, but into sport. And so um, how much, what's the difference between a sport coach and the coaching that you do? Fair question. I think uh, the first thing that springs to mind is I think with a sports coach, there's usually an element of them having a structure, an idea, a thing that they're trying to communicate. They're mm-hmm. almost helping you work within a framework. Yeah. I think with a with a coach, and certainly I see my role is um, not having any preconceived notions of where this needs to go, of having an open conversation, being curious enough to ask a question and not being attached to the outcome. And we sort of talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so to only interested in their outcome. Yeah. Not yeah. what you're thinking about the outcome you want. Exactly. Or- but, but not even saying this is the outcome that well, I want to get this person to. Just being like, yeah. let's see where this goes. So I think... It, it almost comes down to like a sports coach to me is almost what you would call, I guess, a mentor in a professional mm-hmm. context, which is like, based on my experience, I think you should do this. Mm-hmm. To me, a coach is like, let's talk about this. What are you hiding behind? Where's the fear come from? Mm-hmm. What would it look like if you did this or that without being attached to this is the way you need to do it? What's the opening question? You sit down, like if you were sitting down with us right now, like yeah. you are. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, you know, what would you, without even, if we were to set a meeting, yep. would you ask questions before we even got there? Is there a level of preparation? Yeah. So the, there's usually a one question I usually get them to fill out, say on a, on a form or like yeah. a contact form is mm-hmm. what are you working on at the moment? Um, but the first question I would ask in a, in a face-to-face meeting or a zoom meeting is essentially like, tell me the Josh story Yeah, and just like. And just let them go. And sometimes they speak for like 25 minutes. I'm yeah. like, well, this is where it all started. Uh-huh. And other times they're like, oh, I'm a podcaster at the moment. What are you identifying mm. with that? Uh, nothing really specific that I'm looking for other mm. than I think the way that they take that question can dictate the sorts of things that they're interested in focusing yeah. on. So if they immediately go to, when I was at school, I mm-hmm. you know studied this and this and that. Yeah, and you're like, so, okay, so they're yeah. quite attached to their past. That's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. interesting. Nostalgia. It's fascinating that yeah. you say that because the thing that Tommy and I talk about regularly is you know the format of the show and what we talk about. And the yeah. thing that within the podcasting context is... Uh, which I struggle with and don't like asking is, you know, tell the audience who you are. Yeah. Uh, and because I maybe I put in the same basket as what do you do? Yeah. But um, maybe to finish up, you could tell us what is the Peter Shepherd story? That's a fair question. 
So uh, You've I only too, got 25 minutes because that's <laughs> what you see yeah. clients usually do. No, so I too don't like the question of what do you do. And so I would bring it back to why I do what I do, which I think I mentioned is uh, I seek to help others um, change their corner of the world. And I do that by helping them see things that they can't see. Which and so is, that's the story. So is that the story? Is that, would that be the Peter story? I think so. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think that's really interesting because I think that that's a, um, it's a forward thinking story. Yeah. So it's not necessarily connecting to narratives in the past. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like, I mean, I went to Melbourne University yeah. and had a scholarship and all that. And I don't, I don't just don't give a shit about any of that. I yeah. don't care. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, I have Man, no if I did, it. you would hear about it so much. <laughs> oh, like, I did I just, just drop it in there, <laughs> which I didn't mean to do. I yeah. think they all contribute to who Peter is. Yeah. It's, mm. I mean, it's what you've done. I was yeah. a stripper, Peter. <laughs> we really uh, If you dig deep, you yeah. will find. I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah, exactly. You don't, don't actually don't have, have to go <laughs> that deep. You no, just, just go to the YouTube channel. I lead with it so that no one, if anyone finds out, it's not like I'm hiding anything. But, but you know, that's hasn't shaped who I am, but it is a part of my journey to get where I yeah. am now. Literally, I was on stage once, like bringing out one arm, left, right, doing the fucking muscle man. Can yes. I just explain that when Tommy said left, he had his right arm. <laughs> it depends <laughs> if it was in a, in a mirror. <laughs> no, but like I remember going, what the fuck am I doing? And it was a pivotal moment for yes. me to go... What is this? And then literally after, like not long after that, I transitioned out and wanted to get into this and, awesome. and it led me to the next thing. Yeah. But it is a part of my story. That's interesting. And yeah. I can't avoid it. And so, you know, I think your answer is the thought out version. If yeah. you would blurt out like a yes. client would, yeah. it'd be all of those things yeah. that have got you to this. But I think the beautiful thing about this podcast, any podcast, is that we've just talked for over an hour mm. and we've heard a lot of what, you've been doing where you're at yeah. you know the coffee life, taste quarter life crisis the fact that I can't tell the difference between a good coffee and a 7-Eleven coffee people turned off then so but if you're listening yeah, but it's still, good I'm sorry and so the uh, I, I've heard it referred to as a crucible moment so it's a, a moment where you know for Tommy it was raising his hands in front of a stage it was one of them yeah, I've had many exactly. <laughs> yeah. but what, what was that that quarter life crisis what yeah. how did it actually uh, play out what did it look like uh, I think I would step, so I would s- probably take it all the way back to, I could trace this back a long way, but I'll trace it back and to a, a moment when someone recommended I read the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I must've been like 24 at the time. And that led me down a massive rabbit hole of like that idea of thinking differently and like approaching. Did you ever have a virtual assistant? I did not. <laughs> I looked at it then. I, uh, I, try, I nearly tried that. Yeah. I tried it for a little bit, but it's like, mate, I have to explain everything. I'm yeah. just going to do it <laughs> yeah. myself. Exactly. Yeah. And I tried Amuse and I tried all those things, yeah. but that led me to his podcast, which led me to the Seth Godin interview, which led me to the Alt MBA. And, wow. and now you're here. Crisis. And here I am talking to you lads. So, yeah. Man. It's a great, like it is a journey and it is fun. And I think thinking back on all these things, they are what life is all yeah. about. Yeah. Stripping. No, no, <laughs> no, just the journey, experiencing things. Yeah. Like it's it's one of my favorite things. And and back to why you should do the podcast you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's seriously therapy. Yeah. It's amazing to talk to a best mate, yeah. to people like you yeah. constantly. It's, yeah. it, it's mind opening. It's a good excuse to, to yeah. have a conversation yeah, with someone, absolutely. right? Yeah. And it's also, yeah. I think, that probably the same reason that you have your blog. It's, 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 about, it's about repetition. Yeah. 
It's about showing up. Yeah. Um, and it's and it is that synthesizing of thoughts. Yeah. It's us saying like mm-hmm. our this this podcast is allowing us to get really clear on our thoughts, and we yes. realize that what we're giving people. Yeah. Is we are opening up. So throughout this episode, there's probably moments where it's like, man, is it real jackass here or there's this problem here? And that's fine because yeah. like I have those voices anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, that, and, and this is part of the journey. So that's, what, like, that's what's really exciting with the guests is it's like there's always the post-episode uh, blues where you're yeah. like, man, I should have said this. I, I should have said that. Yeah. And you're a friend of the show, so you, welcome back on. Yeah, you, you, you can come back on to rebut. But I think that the, <laughs> the bigger part of it is, is it's like this is um, this is the the price that you pay for openness, yeah. and it's something that not everyone is willing to do. So yeah. thanks for being on the show, no worries. Peter. It's a me. human periscope. Yeah, is the uh, is is your company and all that sort of yeah. thing. So it's been three months, did you say, or how, how many months? Three months full time. Yeah. yeah, and prior to that, it was sort of a thing I was doing on the side. Yeah, yeah. man, that's super. And sick. check out um, the Seth Godin live uh, stream yeah. on Seth's uh, on yeah, Facebook. Uh, Facebook. As well. Yeah, yeah, cool. Check awesome. it out. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Me, it's the Daily Talk Show. Send us your emails. Hi at the Daily Talk Show We'll actually we got a few. Um, but it's hard when we've got guests on yeah. to go through them. Cause Michelle, it's, it's, I, I did read your email, the two. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, thank when, you so much for sharing. Yeah, Wen had uh, awesome thoughts as well. Um, she's living in Canada at the moment and kicking ass with stuff. So we'll get back to you. Yeah, uh, it's a daily talk show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.